Today we spoke with Kandara Laurel about her journey with readings, intuition, and channeling. Kandara is an amazing reader and one of the kindest people I know. For more information on her, you can visit kandaralaurel.com. That's K-E-N-D-A-R-A-L-A-U-R-E-L.com. You can also find her on Meetup by searching for Introduction to Metaphysics Denver. To contact myself or Lori, you can email us at spiritroadpodcast at gmail.com. Welcome to Awkwardly Zen Presents Spirit Road, a podcast about our spiritual journey where we can be awkwardly ourselves. It's a path that can be funny, absurd, enlightening, and life-changing all at the same time. Join us as we explore this mysterious world and life we live in. I'm Tim Behrens. I'm Laurie Hewitt. And And this this is is Spirit Road. I'm really curious about Kandara. You mentioned um, thanks for being on the show, <laughs> and uh, and you mentioned um, just this idea that it sounds like things are shifting a little bit with your your readings and and where you're going with that. And I'd love to hear more about that. I would love to um, share that with you. Well, Lori Hewitt and Ari Hunniford both indicated in previous readings that I would start having a different modality. So what I noticed is when I'm doing the readings, it's just a case where I'm stuff is starting to come through. Now, I'm still starting with the I Ching because I'm in love with that. But then I just allow myself to listen to what I get, and I take myself to a different place of connecting. And when I do that, it doesn't it change the energy? It's like coming in and mm-hmm. I was reading for a woman last week and she goes, you're spot on with everything. I, that kind of took me back. I went, really? It's just more natural. It's more organic. And it's getting my head out of the way with my, we'll always have Paris. Don't analyze it. So I think I'm just going more with the flow, you guys. And as I do that, I'm being guided in what to say. Does that make sense? It does. Absolutely. And I, I know you to be such a phenomenal reader. That, uh, you know, that the readings that I've gotten from you in the past have been spot on. And I know you also to be a very in, intuitive person that you, uh, yeah, you have things come to you. Or, or in my experience in the past that you've had things come to you that it's just, they make sense. Numbers and times in my life that had significant meaning, things things like that. So would you say that where you're moving now is more of a shift in, in to rely on that intuition even more? Um. I, you know, in a way, yes, but I think the word rely on it separates me from them more. Mm. So I'd say more it's a term of connecting with it and opening up and internalizing it. Does that make sense? Letting it really be more part of who I am. So in that way, absolutely. Where the other way I was more separate, kind of sitting there waiting to get a message. (laughs) Interesting. Yeah. I've never had this happen before. It's almost a thing where I'm just really opening up and asking to do what would be for the greatest good and do my Abraham Hicks. And it's like things are just opening up and I'm really feeling, I'm feeling more of a connection. I'm feeling myself more in a state of channeling all the time. If that makes sense. Sure. Were there... keeping my balance at times. And I realized, yeah, because I'm, <laughs> I need to be more in my body. 
Yeah. Do you feel like there were things that you did that moved you into that greater state of connection? I do. Um, I'm a firm believer in meditating twice a day, but it's also trusting it. It's also realizing if I listen and ask to do what's for the greatest good, I'm going to be guided if I can get Kandara out of the way. <laughs> and that's always the challenge for me is getting me out of the way. And so that judging mind isn't there chattering away about stuff. I'm curious because I know how it feels for me when I'm, when I'm doing mediumship, when family members or friends are coming through who've crossed over, what is that like for you? How does that, does it feel different when you're getting messages from souls that have lived before, as opposed to spirit, who's always been in the non-physical? Yes. I have little visitors who are telling me what I need to tell the people. <laughs> I, it's like invasive little bodies. And I'll say, your dad's saying this, or your mom saying this, and would you please take them with you when you leave? And they mean well, and they don't always do it. But yeah, we're with the other, like you're asking, you're just totally channeling with spirit. You're mm -hmm. connecting with your higher self. Does that make sense? What really? I find is I, I feel emotions sometimes from if they're trying to convey something to their loved one here on earth, then I will feel whatever emotion they're trying to convey sometimes, which I never get when I'm channeling just spirit coming through. Isn't so. it interesting? Because, yeah, what you're saying makes absolute yeah. sense. And it's almost like even though they're disembodied, you're dealing more with a person who's probably hasn't incarnated, disincarnated that long ago. Yeah, I'm right with you on that. It does feel right. different. Yeah. And are you asking them to come forward or are no. they just showing up spontaneously? Sometimes, yeah. Okay. So sometimes someone will ask about something, but I'm finding what happens usually is a situation in their reading that needs clarification is coming. And then a relative who was instrumental in this occurring comes through to try to explain it a little more. Does that make sense? It does. I've had that happen where I'm getting other information, then suddenly somebody's relative will show up to share more information about it or answer a question. Yeah. It's amazing. Or someone on the other side, maybe not a relative, maybe my connection will say, ask them about their mother. Yes. Ask them about yes. their mother. And invariably, yes. it's always right. And it opens yeah. up to the next step. Yes. I get that all the time. Ask them and they'll give me the question to ask them. Yeah. And you just have to ask it exactly like they're saying. Mm -hmm. um, I was doing a reading for someone once and they wanted to ask her about school, but it was, I can't even remember so long ago, but it was very specific in terms of asking them about school. It's yeah. incredible. Though. I'm so honored that they're talking to me. Is that something, and I feel like I've asked you this before, but is that something that's always kind of happened for you or was there a... Was there a shift when you were younger where you started to really come in tune with these messages? You know what? This has just started happening lately. I'll be honest okay. with you, in the last year. When, by my willingness to really open up and when Lori said, you know, a new modality. And Shane said that too. Shane said, I see a lot of dead people around you. You're going to start connecting with them. So I think it's just the next state of my evolution next stage and i think it's also as i'm getting into a different type of reading does that make sense so always mm -hmm. connected with spirit but a lot of times my head was in the way and it still is sometimes 
Yeah. It does make sense. I think I, I have a, just a curiosity about why these things shift, you know, thinking about it being a stage in evolution, but also having having had some experiences myself that sometimes they seemed like they were without rhyme or reason, like they would just start happening. I would have a new experience that I hadn't happened that hadn't happened before. And it was quite, I don't want to say almost shocking when it happened, um, not really knowing what to do with that. And then it becoming a little bit more commonplace, but also, yeah, the, my, my brain wants to wrap around the idea of like, why, why did this happen? Or what was I doing that brought this about? Or what was my openness that allowed something to come through just to understand if there's a process there that I can work with more. Cause sometimes also those things will go away for me as well. And then my mind wants to ask, well, what did I do wrong? Oh God, I know. Why are you mad at me? Why are you <laughs> messages? Give these people? They came yeah. for a reading and I have nothing to tell them. Let's pull out the cards and see what they have to say. <laughs> I get it. It's so interesting. I heard a really good quote one time and the, Spirit that you pray to when you're in a good place is the same as the one you pray to when you're in a bad place. So I think it's not necessary. I think it's just the way things are going. Mm-hmm. But you are so spot on with that. And honestly, I think it's because I really prayed to be of service. And I also think it's because things are shifting so quickly that there's a need to be out there to make a difference. Yeah. Are are you seeing that in the communities? that? A lot. A lot. So many people coming in. So many really evolved people coming in and just, I mean, I'm blown away with how incredible these souls are who are connecting. And it's like, they'll come in and they'll go, I saw your website. And I know it's, you know, I do what 5 million other people do, except for the Egypt. But I've noticed that if they're just drawn and then they come in and I can't analyze, no, well, I hope I tell them what they want to hear. Because once I open up and do this thing, mm-hmm. isn't that right, Lori? Tim, it's just yeah. I, I mean, I'm just very honored, but it's me getting out of the way. Does that make right. sense? Mm-hmm. It does. And it and it is about getting out of the way. And the more I can let go of trying to, to control what's coming through, and like you say, just open and let whatever comes through for highest and best good, mm-hmm. then amazing messages come through. And people aren't always happy with the information they get, but it's what they're ready to hear. And so I trust that spirit wouldn't give it to you if you weren't ready to hear it. I agree. And I always give them a speech before they sit down. And I say to them, you've got free will. You've got intuition. Do not let a psychic in a bookstore tell you what you need to know. And that kind of gives them freedom. Yeah. I'm constantly amazed by this whole process. And so it makes, I'm going to be real interested to see how it evolves, you know, really interested to see just really love that thought of of giving someone permission to listen to their own intuition. I, I think there was a point in time where I was I was resistant to seeing anyone in the way of practitioners doing readings because I was afraid if they told me something that didn't resonate, it would put a seed of doubt in my own mind where I wouldn't know who to listen to anymore. And I think just having that permission to allow it to be more of a conversation and 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 more of something that the listener or the person getting the reading is actively participating in themselves like you're kind of holding space for them right yeah i just really love that that openness and that that willingness to um to put that out there 
I had to get my ego out of the way. Seriously, if they were coming in for a reading, I had to get rid of that part of me. He says, tell them I'm mess. And it's like, no, they don't need to know any of this. Just tell them what you're getting and trust that it's going to go the way it is. And you, usually, yeah, sometimes it's not what they want to hear, but it's what they need to hear because you would not get it otherwise. And they go, yeah, I get that. You know, it's, it's a gift. I would not want to be doing anything else, but I am enjoying it a lot more now that I'm really, I guess I can call it channeling, can't I, in my own little way? Okay, now that I'm channeling, I'm going to put Kandara Laurel channel. No, I'm not going to channel. <laughs> but you always have i think you just didn't think of it that way i know i know because for the long well see i've always had this different definition of medium than everyone else i know and i've always said a medium is anyone who's psychic because they're communicating with the other side but i know that's not the typical definition but to me it's you're here and then you're the medium between spirit and 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 technically that is the definition of a medium but i think culturally when somebody says oh i'm a medium they immediately most people think oh you're channeling dead people family members are coming through which is generally how people use that now yeah yeah it's fascinating fascinating stuff i've never allowed myself to even entertain the idea of trance though because i would not want to lose control so i was told that i could do that i'm not going to you don't want to be a trans medium? Come on. I'm afraid that if I were, okay, maybe that's not trusting. Ari said, Ari of Awkwardly Zen said, I've never said this before, but you have it in that you could be a trans medium. I've been aware of that from day one. However, I think as I open up more, it'll probably just happen once I get out of the way. And Laura, right. you'll be my person who sits next to me and pulls me back when I go floating. <laughs> I don't know. You're on your own there, kid. (laughs) Now I'll pull you back. Isn't it interesting how this conversation is so different than when we had like six or eight months ago? It's like things just Mm -hmm. evolved. It's really interesting. I was just speaking with uh, Stephanie Gray earlier today, you know, process Mm -hmm. artist and intuitive. And we were talking about um, as a community, as individuals in this community where we've all kind of come together known each other through the, you know, through the power of Zoom (laughs) and, you know, things, things going online as as being a silver lining of the world closing down for a while. Um, But just really reflecting on how very different our experiences are today from what they were even two or three years ago. And maybe that is part of it. It's like the conversations and having a safe space to discuss these things in ultimately will lead you to be in a space of being a little bit more open to it. And the more open you are to it, the more you can allow for the possibilities. And the more you allow for the possibilities, the more you can tune into your intuition as they come through too. And But yeah, it's a very different conversation today. And I think there is a lot of things shifting in the world right now. And maybe a lot of people, quote unquote, coming online. You know what? The thing that is really opening up to me as we're sitting here talking is Last, you know, we do a once a month psychic development group for Awkwardly Zen. And in the past, we've had to say, okay, you guys, if you get something, you're wasting your time if you don't use it. So this time we did it again. And I've got to tell you, the things that the people who were there came through were amazing. And so many people had something to contribute. And they were just really open and willing and just wonderful so yeah i think people are more i think covid made people introspective don't you and they mm-hmm. realize the need for other people mm-hmm. so i think you're right it's less 
there's a huge awareness. Yeah, there's that duality. Um, duality is in my brain. I'll tell you why in a second. But um, there is that duality of like having all of this time on your own is opening you up to things like really kind of learning that we have to look inward for connection and for happiness and all of these things. Like the more we put any focus on an external control of that, the less we lose our power, right? And and yet the duality is is that in the in doing that and looking inward, I think what's happened for a lot of people, myself included, is, is that we recognize the importance of uh, relationship and connection and community, and like so we take back that locus or that internal locus of control. But in doing that, we find out how much we want to be in the world. <laughs> like that's what we're here for—to interact with others and. And I don't know if this will relate, but the reason why duality was in my head to begin with was thinking about this idea of speaking with relatives who have transitioned or passed. How is it that they can have such a personality come through in such a way that it's so very different from these messages you get from spirit? And yet also they now exist in a place where they are returned to that connection and that wholeness. Like what? It seems like there's a duality in that as well. You know what? I'm reminded of what one of my first teachers said in reference to what you're saying. And on the other side, they're really more spirit, but they're coming forth with the personality and the appearance so you'll recognize them. So I think they feel the need to, you know, I'm seeing a man wearing a top hat and smoking a cigar where it's really just this little light beam. So does that make sense? Mm. That that probably has a lot to do with it too. What did they connect with? Um, my grandmother was years ago. My grandmother was telling how she was sitting in bed. And my grandfather, at his mid-30s, came through the way he had looked when he was 30. And it was just really interesting stuff. Yeah, that, you're mentioning, you're bringing up really interesting things. Yeah, how can it be so different? How can the energy change? How can you be connecting with spirit and just being given the information they need and then suddenly Aunt Jane comes through? Well, and that's, yeah, I mean, it sounds like a really interesting answer. It's like, how can we recognize that aspect of what we're communicating if it doesn't come through and how we knew them in this world? And Lori, I saw you were nodding your head too. That resonates for you as well, as far as. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think they do have to come through with a personality. And that's, I think that's why I pick up on the emotion, because it's the way they connect with the human who's getting the messages. Otherwise, you wouldn't identify them as your loved one. Like, well, that doesn't sound like grandpa, you know. So they you know, they need to come through in a way that you recognize. And I think things are shifting. And I'm curious what you think, Kendara. I think things are really shifting for everybody right now, consciously or not, because I think vibrations are shifting and everything is shifting in the entire world. And so I think people are being called in a sense to wake up and to step into whatever gifts they have. And we all have them. It's like, we're not that special. It's like everybody can channel. We, what spirit always says to me is we listen and then share the message, but everybody can do that. But I think your experience can in your group is that people are stepping into it now. They're feeling that push to really step into what they, what they can receive and share it with others. You're right. And you're absolutely right. And then with my last, I got a combination healing and reading from Shane. And he said, they need you to listen to them. You need mm -hmm. to listen. I went, 
Okay, yes. maybe I'm not listening. But you're right. But what's so cool, what's amazing is we have everything we need. If we will listen and connect, we are absolutely given what we need. And we just have to manifest it. For instance, <laughs> I was supposed to do jury duty on Monday. And it was the same day my internet was going to be fixed. And I didn't realize until way down the line that I needed to be here. So I said to the universe, you know, I want to manifest getting out of jury duty, but not hurting anybody, not having to do anything. So about 5 o'clock, 5 after, I called the courthouse. And the message was, thank you for calling. All jurors for tomorrow have been released. Thank you for your service. You just put it out there, and it happens. And I've been doing Abraham Hicks a lot, too, and I think that helps so much. What would you say, describing Abraham Hicks, what would you say is the aspect of that that, that helps? Like, That's a great, great question. Um, I would say feeling it. Because mm. the mind doesn't know the difference between what's happening and what you think is going to happen. And they've got an amazing 30-day manifestation program, which I've been doing about 32 days. In fact, I'm, on, I'm going to finish the day before my birthday. And you're also connecting with the universe. Today I want blah, blah, blah. I want for the universe too. So you're really partnering with them. And I'd say that's huge. Feeling it and just knowing it's going to happen. They've written so many books, and one of them is asking it is given. And they're like, all different exercises, like there's one where you take out a $100 bill and you say, I could spend it on this, and I could spend it on this. So I think it's just knowing it's happening and getting my little head out of the way, which is a lot easier said than done. That's a good question, though. Does that answer your question? It does. It reminds me, um, I've been reading Joe Dispenza lately, and it's, you know, it's there's an, a lot of interesting takes on what you're describing with kind of the um this is some of the science behind it too and i really do love that idea that when we invoke a thought in our head will in turn create feelings in our bodies and those feelings will reinforce the thoughts and it becomes this pattern but that to the body yeah if a thought is powerful enough it doesn't know the difference between imagining having an experience and having an experience and if we can imagine having an experience and really feel that, then we're starting to move into a vibrational state that's more aligned to attracting the things that we want. That's so spot on. Yeah. Just see it the way you'd like it to be because the mind does not know the difference. It's it. So you can even do that in inter interactions with people. You know, think of a situation that did not go the way you way you wanted it to. Yeah, you're right. See it that way. But I also heard something very interesting, which um, was something I'd never expected, and it fits in also. Um, I learned something about core beliefs, okay? And core beliefs, at least my understanding was, and I'm, there's a guy named Randy Ferguson who's a motivational speaker. Have you heard of him? He's amazing. And um, I heard him talk at Althea. Anyway, Randy's talking about core beliefs, and he goes, so a core belief is a belief that starts often early in childhood. He goes, and it's a belief that is detrimental to you. It's not one that you're thrilled about. And so he said, think of a core belief that you've got. And then he said, how do you think he would deal with it? And most people go, oh, I'd ignore it, or I'd try to fight with it. And he goes, no, accept it. And once you accept it, it gets rid of the thing, oh, my God, I'm not supposed to be that way. 
and then you see how it can help. Isn't that powerful? I think mm -hmm. it's just keeping a positive ongoing dialogue with your self and your higher self and being willing to listen to what, what, the, what you're being given and yeah. never forgetting to be grateful and never forgetting it's not you. It is you, but it isn't you. And I think it's important to remember that because I, I don't know from Adam that someone has a dog named George, you know, but <laughs> ask him about his dog. I'm not, I don't usually get specific things like that, but you know what I'm saying? Sure. It's fun. It's fun. And they're like friends for you kind of in a way. <laughs> and I think though, Kendar, when the more you do this, and you're stepping out out of the way, in a sense, you know, that mind piece stepping out of the way, you're going to get all kinds of information flowing through because you're more receptive now. And you'll be amazed. You will get those kinds of questions of ask him about his dog, or you'll get the dog actually who died, you know, a year ago, coming through and giving them messages about their life together. So I think the more you're open to that, I think the more you're going to find that coming through. I am so excited. This is like, a, I'm more excited now than I've been in ages. I mean, it just yeah. seems like it's time for time to really participate more. I, I just laugh at you because you, you're, you're so funny. It's like you've always used the cards and you're an amazing reader. And yet you go so far beyond the cards. You're not to me, a typical tarot reader. It's like you, you start with those as a place to start, but then the information you get is not there in the cards. You've always channeled this information. You just didn't think of it that way. Does that make sense? Totally makes sense. And, you know, I love the channeling story, and that is my Reiki story. And when I was 50, I took Reiki Master Teacher 3. It's my birthday. And I started channeling. Never do Reiki. But I liked it so much that I took it two more times. So my energy goes to channeling. You're right. I think that's when it all started. But you're right, Lori. Um, yes. really are. And it's just, it shifts the energy. It's almost like when I'm open to doing it, this incredibly beautiful spirit comes in and almost yes. takes over. Yes. And you feel so protected. And you know you can't do it wrong because it's not you. And that's not to take away the credit from who you are. And it's not, oh, my God, I'm being taken over by soul. Because honestly, it's all spirit. And like does attract. Isn't that true? Like does attract like. Right. Well, and what I found for myself is once the mind and ego realize they don't have to know anything because it's not them coming up with the answers. It's like I can relax. It's like because my mind was like, oh, I don't have to be anxious because I don't know anything. I'm like, that's right. And then the messages just come barreling through because mind gets out of the way amazing and also even yeah. in terms of doing the readings like i'll sit down and i'll go what would you like to talk about and as you're sitting there let's start with the I Ching, and then let's do belief shifting and then let's do the cards and it's let's yeah. all do it in this order and it's beautiful it's almost yeah well thank you so much for being here with yeah. us today kandara i'm yeah. curious but right before we go it's like yeah where would someone if they're hearing you for the first time where would they go to find you thank you for asking me they can find me on my website, which is kendaralaurel.com, just like it sounds. Um, that's probably the best bet. I mean, I do my meetups and things, but if you do that, you'll find every single event that I've got going on. Sounds and great. And what's your, what's your meetup called? It's called Introduction to Metaphysics Denver Meetup. So probably meetup.com, Introduction to Meetups Denver. 
which as of today has 3,812 people, which is in itself a lot. However, last time I was doing a meetup, I said, and my group has this many people, and there was dead silence. And apparently I'd said 8,300. And uh, I was only off by 5,000. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good deal. Thank you for talking with us today, Kendara. Uh, thank you for having me. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Great question. Mm-hmm.